Hey everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli. Welcome to Losers with a Dream. This episode is a stunner. There were no tears, but we did talk real deep about fear of loss. There was a lot of loss this week. Taylor Swift put out a beautiful video about loss that touched me deeply in my heart, and I'm not even kidding. We lost some other things having to do with the podcast. I was afraid of losing friends, and the guys talk about what they're afraid of losing too. We've all dealt with loss. We've all survived it, and we dig deep into why we hold ourselves back and put one foot in, and sometimes put one foot out and build up the wall so we don't have to lose things. So sit down. I'm going to sound like a self-help guru right now. Get yourself a nice warm mug of tea. Use my voice as an ASMR sound. Okay, that doesn't work. Get yourself some fucking coffee. Sit down, get ready for a few laughs and a little bit of feelings and enjoy our episode on fear of loss. This is Lisa Lampanelli. Enjoy Losers with a mother effing dream. Hey, you all know what time it is. It's Lisa Lampinelli, and it's time for the Losers with the Dream featuring me and, yeah, two other guys, Nick and Bo. I mean, nobody cares. I mean, I'm the star. Are you kidding me? They'd be nothing without me. Losers with the Dream. You're listening, so who's the actual loser? Now sit back and enjoy Losers with the Dream. Or don't enjoy it. Or don't even sit down. Shut up, burn calories. Welcome to the Losers for the Dream podcast. We are losers and we're sad. No, we're not. We have very Just Bo big and dreams. I are. We have very big dreams. Please follow us everywhere. Go ahead, Nick. Do your intro. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Leave a five-star review. Nothing less, okay? We appreciate the reviews and all the feedback. That is awesome. You can also follow us on TikTok. At lo- you all right? Bo just had a Bo stroke. Just He's 28 say. and had a stroke. Oh, dude. Five stars. I can't wait. <laughs> That's what that was? Yeah. So you could illustrate that for people? Wow. Oh, that was how many guys you've slept with. Anyways. Oh, my God. Uh, how many women he slept Ooh. with? <laughs> Three and a half. At, <laughs> follow at Loser with a Dream on TikTok. Follow our Instagrams. You could follow me at Nick Scopes. You could follow her at Lisa Lampanelli. You should just know who she is already. And if you what? don't, get out of here. Get with the picture. And this is Bo McDermott. <laughs> It's Bo McDowell comedy. Well, inside joke. Bo did a competition. He won, and the host got his name wrong several times. Yeah, yeah. To the, the point goes- where, to the point where Lisa and I were, I was so mad, and Lisa just yelled out, "It's McDowell." I know. You know what's weird though? Like I got so angry because you definitely, in my opinion, were the best one up there that night. So the Shermy MC kept getting your name wrong. And I'm like, it's not hard. Like, my name is Bo McDowell. And I was shocked that you won because usually the best one doesn't win. It's usually the the guy who's hackiest or whatever. Oh, the serial killer at the end? Yeah. But dude, when he said Bo McDonough at the end, I just had a scream. It was like I was defending a child. (laughs) I go, it's McDowell. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm not going to fuck with Lisa Lampanelli. I go, good. (laughs) 
<laughs> let him know. But it was weird how this thing instinct took over me. Yeah. I yeah, I don't really like it. Dude yeah. I was like, come on, man. Like, it's not difficult. She was like a parent that like lifts up a car to yeah. defend the toddler. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck. Except it's just me feeling a little turned off. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's the problem. I do that all the time. I even, when Rich Voss was performing in Norwalk, I literally yes. he had a, not even a heckler, just a guy talking loud and I screamed at the guy from the back <laughs> yeah. and Rich is like, um, you know, you don't have to do that. It's okay, Lise. And it's this weird savior complex I have and I have to stop because you guys have to be able to fight your own battles. Yeah. But I do feel like no. you're my nephews or something that I have to like always jump in like a freaking animal. And you know I wasn't going to fight that. I was just going to go. No. Yeah, you're going to take your $3 Bowden. and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bo didn't give a shit. The best is he won, and he got off stage, and he just goes like this to me. Just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing. And I told you, I said, after this contest is over, this dumb, funniest Last person up the standing. left nut of yeah, you New go, England. No yeah. one's doing No contest. contest, no more. You're professionals now. We don't do amateur shit. What about wet t-shirts? Okay, you can do that, because your titties look Dude, I'm fat, dude. Stop, oh, stop saying that about my friend. I hate it. Oh, I'm getting a salad, the diner. If you see me reach for anything bad, you punch me in the face. I will. Okay? No, we're gonna get the platter. We're not <laughs> getting the platter. The platter you guys, makes you fatter. You guys missed each other. You haven't seen each other in at least a day and a I half. I know it's been bad. When did we see? Oh, Monday. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's start off on a happy note. Our mental health check-in. I'll be Nick today. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, okay. I'm not going to leave today. It's too exhausting So to we're going to start with our first segment. We always start with, not always, but this is one of our favorites, our most popular, because mental health is very important, and we like it, and we appreciate it here at Losers with a Dream. And if you could hear me knocking on the table, that means you have good speakers in your car. Yeah! And, and if you have money, come out and see us live. So anyways, yeah. we're going to do our Take me home with you, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Our, do our mental health check-in. We do not do a boring scale of one to ten no we do we compare it to something whatever pop culture your culture our culture it doesn't matter whatever. we just do it you ready who's gonna go first Bo, five no. six seven eight <laughs> nick i thought we were gonna hear you first oh were we yeah oh okay. no this sounds like it's gonna be a downer do you want me to start it off on a high note i would yeah, love that yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. well 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 i have had quite a week it has been consistently fighting shame, yes. fighting fear, fighting anger, fighting sadness. I do blame in a bit Taylor Swift because she has this phenomenal short film out that really scared me because it's like, oh, heartbreak. Heartbreak is bad. It's horrible. So all week I've been fighting every emotion and I don't think there's good and bad in emotion. Emotions yeah. are all fine, but it's been a huge amount of bad ones. So <laughs> I made a decision and I had said to the podcasters to my left gosh you guys maybe we should release our episodes on Tuesday that seems to be a better day <laughs> I had had some advice to do this so we did so after hearing the aftermath of us releasing on Tuesdays, <laughs> I feel like Jim Jones. Now, I don't know if you know who that is. In 1978, cult leader in he was a cult. Maybe let me finish because you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I just wanted he to show you that I actually knew something. Revolution, a, a cult movement, and he had people drink Kool Aid. And they all died in 1978. And I feel like Jim Jones today because I basically killed 800 followers. <laughs> and I 
literally what's so funny about that reference? I looked it up and it was about 800. It was like, like nine something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing with Jim Jones. Yeah. He didn't force them to drink the Kool-Aid. No. They did drink it. So I am not the only one to blame for 800 people not listening to us anymore. I have to say, you two voluntarily put your hands around the mug, lifted it to your lips, and drank the Kool-Aid yourself. So the moral of the story is, people, if you have an idea... You should have a vote on it. And then, and you really can't count on Nick to tell the truth because he just agrees with whoever spoke <laughs> yeah. last. He's a little bit stupid. Bo, you have to be more forceful. So I think what we've discovered is mm. we have to <laughs> not make decisions rashly. I have to let go of the shame and the sadness. And every listener out there, listen to me. You love this show. You at least have one friend, you fucking dummies. Tell your friend to make up for those 800 people because we need more people to listen to this so they could get ads on this show that actually pay so these douchebags don't end up typists the rest of their lives. I imagine them typing at the rest of their lives. So I am Jim Jones, but you are willing Kool-Aid drinkers. That's how I feel. I'm sorry I drank the Kool-Aid, but in my defense, my blood sugar was low. That is true. That is true. So I'm glad to get that out there. But please do spread the word with this podcast because everybody I talk to, I'm not even kidding. Like I do Instagram lives all the time. Every age group of person, every sexual orientation, everything. And everybody goes, we get it. It's so good. It's so deep, but funny too. So spread the word. Don't be little douches. Yeah. Yeah. Spread the word and spread your cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now we can have a good podcast. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. good. All right. I'll go next. I'll go next. Go, Bo. So this week... Uh-uh. I feel like Piglet. Oy vey. Yeah, because I'm grateful. Now, I did not understand that reference, but I looked it up, and Piglet was the the voice of reason in Winnie the Pooh, and he Aww. always let Winnie and Tigger and the other ones... <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Robin. Christopher yeah, Christopher Robin. Robin. He always let them know... <laughs> And Mario and Mario. Luigi. Luigi. Yes, Donkey yes. Kong yes, and yes. their good friends. He let them know to be grateful for the things that they have. Because although they were pantless bears, they were still having a nice life. That's true. And so I I actually feel very grateful this week. And it came about because last night I was at a, uh, a, f- a meeting with some friends of mine, some uh, mm. close friends. It was just like five of us who were hanging uh, out. Was it, <laughs> <laughs> was it, every time you say meeting, I have to belch. No, was it top secret meeting? Or just no, a, it's just like oh, friends. Oh, you hung out with yeah, people. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we all hung out for a specific reason to talk and, and chat and whatever and see how we were doing. And hearing my married friends with kids complain mm. about the monotony of their lives and how they just didn't have anything they felt passionate about and how their work was good but it's just it's just a means of making money and how they love their kids or they love their wife but you know eventually it becomes like really like kind of monotonous yeah and just like utilitarian and yeah we gotta do this to do that but just not there's not much to look forward to and that's what they all said Hmm. they were just like i just feel like i don't have anything to look forward to and I felt really bad for my friends and I understood where they were coming from. And I was laughing because, you know, we all still use nicotine to an extent. And one of them goes, yeah, the only reason why I still use nicotine is because I don't know what would be left wow. if I let go. 
Like, what what else would I have to look forward to at the end of the day? And I was like, whew, pretty So intense. what did that make you realize? What do you have that you're grateful for? Well, this show. Right. Um, but really just stand up and comedy in general. Like, I was thinking like, wow, you know, every week, no matter what, I get to go tell jokes. You know, I get to give people laughter. Do I get you? to feel, you? well, you know, one or two. <laughs> and... And like I get, I get to like every week. I go. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know it's it's probably gonna be fun. And I'm gonna do it with people that I love, right? And we're gonna have like a fun experience. Stop. And <laughs> and you know I'm so excited for our live shows coming up. Yeah. Like so excited yeah. for that. Ooh. So I just have like oh. I'm. I realized I was like, man, I'm just so grateful for all the things that I have in my life that I ha- do have to look forward to because I know that there's some people right now who just feel like they don't have anything to look forward to. So I felt wow. very grateful. That's a good realization. And it is good to sometimes hang out with people, not on purpose, that have nothing. Yeah. But if you ha- happen to hang out with them, they didn't bring you down to their level. You probably didn't elevate them because you were so happy with yourself there. You're like, fuck you guys, you nicotine. <laughs> but I mean, you stayed up there instead of being dragged down. No, well, they, yeah, they helped me realize that because I wanted to be down with them because mm-hmm. there was always like a pack mentality of like, yeah, this, but yeah. but hearing them talk, I go, oh, wow. Like I actually have a lot of good in my life, you know? You do, and you're not much of a complainer. Like you'll have your days where you're like, oh man, this was hard. Yeah. But you really kind of redirect and reposition very well. An optimist. You bounce back. Yeah. Yay. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought he was going to be miserable today. No, it was a good one. That's really good, man. I bet next Nick's week, let's a- wait. Oh, oh next week's going to be terrible. It's going to be even worse. Yeah. Nick, you got anything or do you just want to check out? <laughs> oh no. It's a check in. It's not a check out. Oh, I never check out. So my mental health has been, so I'm, I'm like two people right now. Okay. They're from the same movie though. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. And Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers. Ooh. I love that so much. I'm Vince Vaughn because if you remember the scene where the girl, I think his receptionist, is like, I have someone you should see. So I've been dating a lot lately. Like, been kind of hitting it hard for whatever reason. I guess because it's getting cold and it's cuffing season. It and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, I've been hitting it hard. And then I just, Vince Vaughn in that scene where he's just like, I don't like this forced, awkward, intimate situation. It's called dating. It's like, am I interested? And then you're interested, but you're not interested. Then it makes me interested. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole scene. <laughs> and then I think of the scene I say Owen Wilson because there's two sides of me there's Owen Wilson there's a scene where Owen Wilson comes in and is trying to convince Vince Vaughn and these guys are in my head right now yeah. to go to just one more wedding yeah oh, and he's like one. and Vince Vaughn's like you know my feet hurt you know my back aches yeah. I, I've been eating too much cake <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about dating right now. I'm like, I want to, but also I'm like, I just want to go home. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to the diner with Kidsburg and Lisa and Bo. I just do comedy. So that is how I'm feeling. So it's this, this is this duality and you have to make room for both and sometimes yes. do a little and sometimes do the other. It's not the first time you had two men inside you though. Right? <laughs> So I am wait- <laughs> I am waiting for as it happens in the movie, Bradley Cooper to shoot me in the ass. Literally. Right. If you know what I mean. I we certainly do. Oh, we understood. Ooh, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it must be exhausting though, dating. That's it I is. mean, I remember the old days when I would date. Ugh. Terrible. terrible. I mean it's just it's literally we I, we me and my friends would be like, it's a full time job. Yeah. And you guys have no, full time jobs. Still... 
plus comedy and podcasting and stuff. So how exhausting it is. It's the worst. I can't, I've canceled a lot of dates. So I'm not going to be honest. and I'm all, Or I am going to be honest. I've canceled a lot. And you're just like, at some point, you're just like, I just want to. I know. Like, nothing better. I've told Bo this. I go, you know how many dates I've canceled just to stay home? And cook myself a steak and then just eat it in my own. Like just, I'm in my underwear just eating that fucking thing. There's nothing better. No, and even both you like, with <laughs> a girlfriend, isn't it great when you can just have that alone time? Because it is a balance. Too. I mean, I'm pretty needy, but yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's no. what we got. No, the 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 you know we don't live together, so just like the fact of like I get to go home to my place and there's no one there, it's nice. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that autonomy, but man, what's the compulsion though, Nick, to keep? looking what do you I want i don't know because i i'll tell you what the last uh i don't know the whole summer a few months i didn't had zero desire huh <laughs> and then all of a sudden i go up. in and out i go in i go in and is out it like, because like your friend has found somebody and you're like oh. who's my friend yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know just like a guy you do a podcast with <laughs> Yeah, Rick does have a girlfriend. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get in on Rick, dude. He came in. I'm not gonna lie. Rick came in today, his hair straightened. I'm into it, dude. He's really cute. Yeah. He just went across the country and drove electric cars. He recycled the whole way. Yeah, you know, and he Rick does jiu He's green Rick. and he's mean, and that's what I like about you. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's like, fucking kill me, dude. This is our last week of Rick. Anyway. That's our mental health check-in. We're all a mess. We're all we're getting mess. better. We're all still in the game. No yeah. carbs at the diner later for me. I'm just Not saying it out loud. Me and Bo are going to carb load for yeah. you. Yeah. We'll love sympathetic carb for you. Like, you know, those, do. those a-hole Femi guys who pretend their pregnancy is like the wife's pregnancy. They feel the symptoms too. You know, yeah, those yeah, idiots. That's a, that's a We're going to do that. It is a horrible thing. Come and on, I hate those men. Men are the worst. I get little... It. If you Queens. listen to our podcast, <laughs> tell your friends or don't listen. Those fucking guys. That's incredible. No, it's terrible. That's a real thing. It's called sympathetic pregnancy. So we're going to have sympathetic eating for you. Me and Bo are going to carb load while you sit there and suck and a dick. <laughs> hey, speaking of dating, that reminds me of the word dates. The most important dates. Which are, we are going to be doing two live podcast recordings at the two stress factories. One is in New Brunswick, New Jersey. One is in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Please come out there in December, December 9th and 12th. Please go to stressfactory.com for tickets. It's going to be a live podcast taping of this here, plus a Q&A. And we tell all, don't we, Bo? I, I'm going to tell everybody. Me too. <laughs> I, I mean, no I'm secrets. here too. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, you, I, didn't, I didn't tell you guys this yet, but there are meet and greet tickets where they have to pay more. So what's good is we have to pretend to like our fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Nick will wear his assless chap. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a meet and greet, but it's M-E-A-T. We know. You know what I'm saying, subtle reference yeah <laughs> but definitely come out and see us it's gonna be a blast it's gonna thursday be december 9th and sunday december 12th again go to stressfactory.com for tickets and Those we will be days. back maybe after the break maybe we won't yeah. maybe we'll fucking this is it maybe it's over i mean it's not we'll see you rick there. and i are running away in electric porsche <laughs> we'll be right back you've been so good to me 
Hey everybody, Lisa Lampanelli here from Losers with a Dream. As you know, me, Bo, and Nick are losers. We have really big dreams. And one of the people who help us reach our dreams is the good folks at Royal Fox Studio. They specialize in producing podcasts, as you can hear, and they can get your show sounding amazing like ours. I mean, seriously. I sound fucking great. Make sure to check them out at Royal Fox Studio on Instagram and on all social media where you'll be able to see a list of all the great shows they produce, including the best one ever, Losers with a Mother Effing Dream. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams and so now big. like so big super big. almost some people say too big it's like but i'm like we're gonna listen, fill all those dreams listen, listen i'm a dreamer <laughs> and this is what i do pisces are dreamers i don't know if you saw the horoscope i emailed you today anyways Ugh. let's go <laughs> we're gonna get into our topic <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> what are you laughing at fear of loss that mm. is what we are talking about today Preach, sister. This came about, as you've heard in the beginning of this podcast, our CEO and president, Lisa Lampanelli, made an executive decision. Head clam in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Our HC. HCIC? HCIC. Head clam in charge. HCIC. Oh, man, I'm losing it. So, fear of loss. We lost. We changed our drop day to Tuesday. Tell your friends. Tuesday at 8 a.m. It's always. It's on. Yeah. Forever. We're never fucking changing it again. No changes. And we lost a bunch of downloads, and I've been spiraling, or we've been spiraling about it. I was upset. (laughs) All week, weekend, whatever. And so we came to this topic. The fear of loss. The fear of loss. Now, it pertains to a bunch of different things. Absolutely. We're talking about our downloads, right? That's something so... Talk about loved ones. Talk about a thing you like. Earlier, right. you were talking about uh, how your friends that still have like nicotine. They're like, yeah, it's just I gave up everything else. Or they, yeah. they, they used to be uh, addicts. Is that why? Yes. Yes. Yeah. These, so like, they had serious problems. I've trained. I've trained people who are addicts. And I had yeah. a guy who would like vape all the time, and, I, and he like had trouble breathing while he would work <laughs> out. And I'd be like, dude, you gotta. Yeah. Like, and he goes, he just goes, it's all I have left. <laughs> I'll never forget. And he's like, this is literally all I have. Yeah. And I was like, all right, no, I get it. He's like, I've given up everything. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I used to be somebody. Yeah, I, used to- <laughs> I love those guys. Is that how you feel? No, uh, sometimes, but <laughs> no, I, I feel like I'm much better, but, uh, you know, I think so fear of loss. This is very interesting, right? Because obviously we decided to make a decision, you know, we decided to change things. We decided to take a little bit of a risk, right? And you can tell by taking that risk, we weren't living in fear of losing, right? No. Because if you're willing to, to, to try different things or, you know, uh, get more involved in something, then what you're saying is, hey, even if this doesn't work out, I'm okay. And um, I think that's the experience that we had, you know, obviously, like we don't, we're not, every decision we make here at uh, Losers with a Dream Enterprise is probably not going to be... Like, you know what I mean? Not every single decision we make is going to be brilliant. You know I mean? We got a uh, six-year-old woman on TikTok right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, she's our TikTok extraordinaire, okay? So, yeah. It's, uh, you know, so... It's not, not, not every... You know, I mean, we're doing this from a guy's... Uh, 
studio slash house. (laughs) So it's not, no, you know, we haven't made all of the right choices. Rick's the only real person in this room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) this is mostly, this is just a disease. (laughs) But I mean, so, you know, but if if we were acting in a way where we go, oh, let's not do that. Let's not change anything. Let's not. And we were very like, you know, protective over our project to the point where we didn't we didn't take any chances then we would be operating in a fear of loss right and that is what keeps people from doing a lot of good things in life you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like if uh you know if if i never you know do a a spot in the city let's say i never go in and do a show in the city because oh well i i can't stand if the city were to reject me then I'm operating from fear of loss. I'm already worried about something I could lose, and I don't even have it yet. Um, right now, I'm going through this thing where I've kind of separated myself a little bit from my family, but more importantly, my brother, um, in terms of just like emotions. Like I've I've been like, you know, just a little bit more distant than I usually am, and part of that is because I'm afraid of losing him, and I don't know how I'm going to react if I do lose him. So it's almost like I'm trying to protect myself and like take my heart out of it. Right. And so we talked a little bit about that and how that works. And that's how we kind of came to this topic because there is like this fine line between protecting ourselves and putting up a wall. Right. Like you want to obviously protect yourself from a possible like devastating loss that you wouldn't be able to, you know, deal with. But Um, you don't want to go out of your way to block yourself from any experience in life because, oh, I could be in pain because the reality is, is like in life, you're just going to be in pain no no matter what, you know what I mean? It's coming like your pain is coming. Um, you know, there's a storm coming kind of no matter what in lives, like you're going to lose people, uh, you're going to lose jobs, you're going to lose, um, all types of things, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like loss, loss is inevitable uh, because we just don't get to keep everything forever. No. Right? Also, fear. I mean, fear grows more as we get attached. Like you said, if you're attached to a certain idea, the spots in the city. Yes. And you're already like, I mean, that's how I was pre-pandemic about yeah. the city. I was like, no, like, what if they don't like me? I do fine here. Yeah, I'm okay here. I'm safe here. Right. I was. I I went in once <laughs> to the city and I was like, no, no. And then you know, it was dumb. It was it was a dumb move on my part, and it didn't help me grow as a comic. But yeah. you just get the more you get attached to things. That's why I think we felt the way we did when our downloads went down. Right. Right. Because we, you know, we've talked about this before, but back in August, Lisa and Bo basically had to sit down with me because I, I mean, I'm fear. I've lost. For me, it's mostly like big losses, like my mom, my grandmother, big, big yeah, things, my yeah. dad with all of his money, shit like that. So right. I'm, as I've said before, I'm like tiptoeing through life, holding all my shit and just hoping I don't drop anything. Yes. That's me. Like, just like, okay, we got it. Take another step. Yeah. So for me to go all in with this podcast, like we did and we are, and we're fucking ripping it and we're happy about it and things are going great. But there is you know, a fear. The, yeah. Cause we're, cause now I'm like, I'm in the switch is flipped. Yeah. I'm attached to this. So when that happened, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And plus dating and everything. But um, it's just no, been a but real whirlwind. I know for me, like, my heart is in this show. My heart is in uh, doing stand-up. My heart is in doing uh, this podcast. My heart is in performing live for this podcast so that, you know, people can laugh and people can 
connect. We haven't done we haven't done it by the way in the last uh, two weeks because Rick was away. And how miserable was that Wednesday? Yeah, not nights? great. Not, not great. Yeah, things I were texted tough. you guys at one point Wednesday night. I was like home, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll. <laughs> Start Sopranos again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like we really do uh, need this show and we hope that you guys feel like you need it too if you're listening. And, you know, I, I feel that the more I do get invested in this show, the, the, the more fear I have of it falling apart, right? Because the more my heart gets in anything, the more I go like, oh man, like what if this goes away? What will I have then, right? Like what if, you know, what if this show goes off the air or Lisa you know, decides uh, she's too big for it or, <laughs> or to murders you know. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, or you, you know, get married to some guy and run away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we never know. We never know what could happen. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's always like, but it's because now we're falling more in love with the show. So it's yeah. like, and it really is a love thing. It's like, uh, you know, I noticed with uh, the new lady, the brown eyed girl, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, she's listening. I'm sorry. It's yeah, right. yeah. And, she, you know, obviously she's great. And, but the thing is, is I've, I've been thinking like, uh, you know, like uh, we haven't said like the I love yous or any of that stuff yet. But I have this fear of like, you know, once it gets to that point or, you know, if it continues to progress to that, like, oh, well, I could obviously lose this person. You know what I mean? Like, not that she's going to die, but like or that the relationship could suddenly go right. sour and then I have to deal with heartbreak, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, like I'd rather stay in my, like, like my neat bubble of like, oh, I can't, you know what I mean? If I don't love you, you can't hurt me. Right. Which is obviously not the way to go through life because then you'll end up really loving pretty few people, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or just the people that, you feel safe loving right like your mother or your father or people that um you almost feel like you have to out of you know like uh like i can't remember the word but you just feel like uh like like you're sp- so they're your family that you're supposed to yeah you're, saying, you're supposed yeah. to love them like yeah you have to exactly yeah and you know with those relationships, it's like, obviously I'm, I'm worried about losing them, but like at the same time, I don't really have a choice, but to love them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, uh, we, with anybody outside, like even a friend, unconditional love. Yes. Even, even with a friend, right. It's like, I have to, I have to jump in and be this guy's friend now. Now, what if he, you know, what if, uh, what if we aren't friends anymore? Then yeah. how am I going to feel? I'm going to miss him. Fuck. That. I don't want to miss anybody. You know what I mean? Right. So like we do a lot of things just to make sure that we don't feel pain. Yeah. You know? Dude, I, you were talking about girls. So, like, last few weeks, you know, I've been dating, doing my thing. There was one girl I was seeing for a little bit and, you know, went on, like, I think five or so dates. And it was, you know, it's going well, but there were things that were kind of, like, I guess bothering me and things yeah. that kind of, um, you know, upset me, I guess. And, um, you know, part of that, there was a fear of, like, okay, man, like, you clearly there's things that you don't you don't think this is going to work but are you just going to keep this person around because you're scared of being alone yeah is that the right move yep and that's like well you know there's like you're trying you know what i mean like i'm trying to rationalize with myself like right well no if i can just stick it out a little bit longer we'll figure it out you know what i mean like things like that but there were some things that you know i've done that in the past and and it's has never ever paid off so i just was like i'm no longer and don't get me wrong 
and I even said this to her when we ended things. I was like, she's like, you seem like you had a wall up. And I go, you're absolutely not wrong. Yeah. I go, but, you know, I, I did give it a good shot. But I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. But at the same time, I, uh, yeah. It yeah. Was, um, Dude, even the idea of, like, having a pet. I'm like, if I get a dog, I'm going to fall in love with that dog. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, what am I setting myself up for? Just tears? Yeah. I just now have we to see, cry. We see how Lisa, like, yeah. when Parker was wheezing the other oh. night, and Lisa's like, he was just coughing, oh, yeah. and I was like, like, and I was like, oh, I don't need that in my life. Like, and I get yeah. it. I, love I just need to be with me and yeah. me alone, and it'll be fine. But, you know, it's like just the, the fear of, like, even just falling in love with, with a dog is terrifying, because <laughs> it's like, that thing's going to die. And then how am I going to live the rest of my life after that? Like, how am I going to be able to pick up the pieces? And, you know, I think it's when I was younger and I hadn't had any heartbreaks, it was really easy for me to um, be a little bit more like forthright with my heart and like the love. Cause I was just like, I'd never been hurt. You know, you're like, uh, you know, you're like a first timer at the casino. You don't know what's going on. You're just you know, throw a mile, throw some money in, you know? And, uh, and of course you, you, you get your heart broken. And then now the next time you're like, fuck that. I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. It gets harder and harder to like put yourself out there knowing that they're it, what the pain feels like. Yeah. Right. Which really sucks because you know, I'd, I'd almost rather not know what the pain of heartbreak is so that I could live like somebody who just puts it out there no matter what do you know what i mean like just like live with that reckless abandon yeah. of like I'll, I'll just fall in love i'll just fall in love and you know we used to do a segment on this show and we might pull it back for the live show about how <laughs> that, that's what get we, your tickets ticket our link trees are in our bios that's, that's what we like to call a teaser <laughs> <laughs> in the business yeah, yeah. ever and, heard of it yeah yeah and uh and you know how we we're just big guys who fall in love we are. and we're big softies right and like you know, I absolutely do feel that way, but there's a limit to that because of the understanding of what it feels like to lose. Yeah. Right. If I didn't know what it felt like, uh, to lose someone to like drugs or alcohol, then I would be way more forthright with the people that I see that are screwing up and I, and I'd probably be way more open to helping them. Right. But you know, when I see them screwing up, I go, Oh shit, it's going to hurt when this becomes a person in a casket. Right. So I go, I'm going to pull back for a second, you know, because it's just, I can't, I can't, you know, ride it all the way to the end again. You know what I mean? I've already seen the, I've already seen the show. You know what I mean? I know what it looks like. It's not pretty. I don't want to see it again. Dude, that's a, I mean, it's a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about. Cause I, you know, for those that have listened to the show, I lost my mother. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was six years old and then her mother, my grandmother, you know, she took care of me, stepped up. I mean, helped me with everything. Yeah. So I, I was pushing her away even before she, she passed suddenly, but I was pushing her away because I was, she was, she, she drank a lot. She was an alcoholic. She would call me middle of the day drunk, say all this. Yeah. So you knew time was up. I just was like, I literally was like, I need to protect myself from this. Yes. And I need to kind of push her away. Like I was already building a wall. Cause I already had the loss, right? I've dealt with it. Right. She's still alive and I'm still, it's, it's still a loss. Cause she's, this person's changing. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened the first 28 years of my life? This lady was pretty great. And then now what's going on right now? Well, sometimes you can lose a person without having them ever pass away, which is yeah. pretty sad. And I've seen that happen with like, uh, 
with exes of mine who are now like completely different people. Like if I run into them on the street, I'm like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> get her in a straight jacket, fellas. You know what I mean? Like just uh, not going great, huh? You know? And but the the person that I knew that I fell in love with doesn't exist anymore. So there is right. a loss. Right. The same way you started to notice like your grandmother's. I was you know? yeah, I was pushing her away. I was like, oh, she's gone. And then when she actually was gone. There was, I'm not going to lie, there was a small part of me that was almost, I would relieved, say, yeah. yeah, relieved. There was a small percentage of me that was like, <sighs> yeah. And the other 95% was like, Jesus Christ, you just pushed this woman away and now she's gone forever. And it's right. like, why didn't you try to talk to her or try to, you know, help her and things like that. And So let's go back. Would you call that protecting yourself or putting a wall up? <laughs> it's a little bit of both, man. Because the things she was saying were directed at me, and they were just pretty painful. Yeah. Just about, like, things I did when I was 19. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I think you were protecting over. yourself. And I think you like to be hard on yourself. Yeah. So you want to say that it's the opposite, that you were just putting up a wall. Yeah. But you're not that cold. I know that. I know no. you. So you're not that cold. And I think that she was clearly unstable. And you could see that. And so you were protecting yourself. So yeah. it, it, in in this sense of fear of loss, you were operating with love. Yeah. Which is hard to do. And it's hard. It always feels, we talked about boundaries, right? Yeah. Like it always feels cold. It always feels like, man, I shouldn't have, man, like putting up that boundary really made me feel like I'm the dick. Yeah. Right. And she, and she would let me know, yeah. dude. She yeah. would let me know. Like, oh, and they always do. Yeah. But I wouldn't call her for a week or so, and she would yeah. call. She's like, Nicholas? Is that yeah. Nicholas, it's Nan. I'm like, I know. I have caller ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 2017. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, she would be like, oh, you pick up final. Like, yeah, st- yeah, shit yeah. like that. And I'd be like, what do you want to vent about today that right. happened 10 years ago? What's up? Right. You know what I mean? They always let you know. But, but you did not put up a wall. You protected yourself. Yeah, I'd say so. She need you to remember that? Listen. I don't want to use protection with you. <laughs> I want to raw dog it all the way to the top. All the way to the top. All the way to the top. Take me there. Take me to the top. Molly Cruz song. <laughs> That's the song, dude. Great song. All right, Lisa's telling us to wrap it up. And by that, she doesn't mean use a condom. She means end this segment. No, Lisa is a fan of the raw dog. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our, I'm going to start with, she's our friend and mentor and she likes ballroom dance. She still do that? You still doing that? Fuck ballroom dancing. And clam in charge. And clam in charge, (laughs) aka Clammy Jones on TikTok. Lisa Lampadella, she's going to be back with us to talk to us because we're on a podcast together and we love her. Bye. Bye. To lose with a dream podcast, we are losers and we have big raw dog dreams. What? Yeah, you mean bareback like we called it in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get on this bear's back in a minute. Oh, what a world! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
worst uh, podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, the sad part is I'm one of the 800 people who dumped us. <laughs> But it is. This is such a good subject because Jesus Christ, there's a lot of loss. And it is this fear of loss resonated so much with me this week for so many reasons. And it's driven me crazy my whole life Mm. because I'd rather avoid the hurt because I'm like, okay, I volunteered for enough pain and loss when I was born because I'm going to lose my mother. I'm going to lose my father. I'm going to potentially lose siblings. Why am I going to volunteer for more loss? But there's a problem then because then you're not opening up. You're not getting a dog. You're not getting a boyfriend or girlfriend. You're not having a real life. You're not, we've all met that guy who says, Thought I'd be a good comic, but I don't know. I'll do it someday. Is that Sylvester Stallone? Yes. That's fear of loss asshole who won't go on a comedy stage, but till he's 80, he'll be saying, he probably could have been somebody, but the family got in the way. There's only an excuse. could have been a contender. Yeah, the family got in the way. The the, the job got in the way. Because they don't want to risk getting up there and just eating it on stage yeah so it's like that's the one area i actually took risks in but those other areas are really difficult because oh my god i'm gonna lose my parents that's enough so you can understand why people don't move forward right right you know and i remember the exact time that i got forced into getting my first dog because you were talking about the dogs yeah and i remember i was at this uh retreat one week and I'm bawling about, I always wanted a dog and I just don't know, I can't handle if I lose it. And a friend of mine and I were in the city, she had been in that workshop, we're walking by the pet store where they had the little rescue every Sunday. And she goes, didn't you say you wanted a dog? And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I don't know, he'll die or whatever. <laughs> and she goes, I don't know, that one looks pretty cute. And yeah. it was freaking Parker. Oh, yeah. he's so cute. And I go, well, here's what I'm going to do. I said, we're on our way to lunch. I'm ruled by food. So if he's still here and available, when I walk back from lunch, I'm going to adopt him. And so I got him. <laughs> but literally now that he's slowing down a little, now that he's a little older, I mean, he's definitely going to have probably another five years. But yeah. I go, oh my God, I've just volunteered for more heartache. What is the fucking point? But then you go, it's the 15 years of love. Yes. So is it worth the 525,600 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, our episodes turn into musicals. <laughs> That is, of course, from the show Rent, written, by the way, by Jonathan Larson, who, get this, died the day of the premiere. How much does his life suck worse than mine? How much loss is that? The guy has this enormous show, dies the day of the fucking debut. He's in the fucking ground. So if he risked (laughs) in Rent to do a show... And then dies, you go, well, I got to put it all out there, too. I always hated people who'd say, go big or go home. But that's, okay, we all hate that guy who said it. Right, right, right. But the concept is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Because why not go big? Got to bring it, dude. Yeah. It's like Bo when he watches the Celtics. You got to go big or go home, dude. Got dunked that shit, son. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I don't follow football. But I will say (laughs) that I feel like the more I've held myself back in life, I, lo- I I it just it robs you of experiences, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really a good thing. I think you need to get a dog. Yes. I think you, Nick, need to get a girlfriend, some or clam boyfriend. or boyfriend. And, but isn't Rick. it you know what the whole thing is though? It's literally the fear. It's not the loss itself. Okay, so think about it. You lose the pet. Horrible. Yeah. 
we're not afraid really of losing that thing or the job or bombing on stage or losing the spouse. We're afraid we can't handle the pain. Yeah. So will we kill ourselves? Will we go on a bender? Will we be inconsolable and cry the rest of our lives? Will we yeah. die from a broken heart? And more times than not, we don't. We no. survive. We process the pain and grief, and then we just move on. Yeah. So, but it takes a long time, and the fear of not being able to handle it, I think, is the big thing. Yeah, and I think that that pain is inevitable no matter what. So you're just gonna you're gonna get into it no matter what. I but I really think that that pain that we experience is important to the experience of love too. Sure. You know, like heartbreak is extremely it's like feeling love at a thousand times an hour pace you know what i mean like when we feel love and it's like this fluffy like oh my god no you hang up no you hang up (laughs) nick come you know what i mean like (laughs) that kind of thing yes oh shit (laughs) yeah Yeah. like like that kind of thing is you know it's 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 good it's cute it's fun but it's not really the experience of love. I feel like the real experience of love is when you no longer get to call that person. Like you no longer get to see that person. Right. And you're like feeling at the actual love and it's intense and it's painful and it's messy and, you know, it keeps you from like, you know, being able to even feel like you can push through the day, you know, you makes you have to ask for help and makes you have to like yeah, really look at yourself. Yeah, a lot of hard stuff comes along. It, it's just all growth. Yes. Because taking life. any it's risk is freaking growth. Yeah. Because, okay, like I joked at the beginning about the Taylor Swift video. Actually, I didn't joke about it. I actually very seriously brought up the Taylor Swift all too well <laughs> short film. Yes. It is so gorgeous but the big problem is you watch it and i know every gay man and woman in america over the last week has just sobbed and gone i'm never gonna risk love again because she really shows what heartbreak looks like and i'm like oh yeah i've been there don't want to do it again but who am i hurting yeah certainly not some guy i'm not dating i'm hurting myself by not putting myself out there but then you go yeah but do i miss it enough that's a rationalization if Parker does, God forbid, pass, will I replace him or will I not be able to do it? The whole thing is I can handle a heartbreak. If I met some great guy and I was like, yeah, how you doing? You know, that kind of thing. Because that's all I do. You know, how you doing? I'm rich. You know, that kind of thing. I get it. If he dies, because chances are I'm going to date some 80-year-old fucker with money. He's going to die. And then I'm going to be like, I'll survive. Yeah. But it that 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 those months of trauma or years of trauma are what we're afraid of yeah absolutely i mean i remember when i broke up with uh my last girlfriend like i think i spent like the every the first two weeks just waking up crying sure you know what i mean like you're just like in it all day yeah you don't know when it's gonna come up like your friends are like taking you out to do stuff yes yeah and you're just and you're like all of a sudden you're like and your friend's like it's okay she used to like pumpkin yeah yeah. (laughs) he's doing a random thing yeah just like you You want avocado toast no she loves avocado a song comes on and it reminds you of a thing that then reminds you of another thing it couldn't it doesn't even have to be the song reminding you of it could be like like your mind will just get you to where you can feel it right well the fact is dude okay like i literally have a list in my phone of the songs if i am doing an acting scene and i need to cry they say have a list in your phone of all the songs that just take you to a place that make you cry so of course that's gonna be always on my mind by willie nelson it's gonna be um 
Hello again. Hello. Hello. <laughs> My Neil Diamond. It's going to be, what's that other clammy song? That uh, uh, Foolish Heart. Yeah. Baby. You know that stupid Journey song. So it's all those songs and you just go, oh my God, oh my God. I need them for, to get into character. But if they come on the radio... Forget it. That's why on my yeah. radio, on Sirius Radio, I literally listen to 40s music because I wasn't born then, so I have no <laughs> memories associated with it of heartache. And disco. Because yeah. if you're crying at disco, you're a fucking idiot and you've really? been on the cocaine. So you just it's miss just, cocaine. I just can't Saturday Night Fever it. soundtrack. Oh my God, that'll, that always makes me cry though. More than a woman? Oh, that makes more than a woman isn't, yeah. So Please. I think it literally is comes down to is it really protecting us even to put up a wall? Because we're going to feel the loss even after. So even yeah. if, Nick, for instance, you protect yourself pulling back from grandma, you protected yourself a little in the beginning about the podcast by not being fully invested. So who are we really cheating when we do that? Us. Oh, yeah. Because we're probably going to exponentially feel the loss and the sadness just as much. And yeah. then we'll have the regret for not going fully in. Yeah. That's what oh, fucking yeah. sucks. That's, I know. That's no, literally been my thing. Like I, I've no, done a mil, million times. I've, I've, I've more so than not been like when something has happened or hasn't happened. I'm like, but I didn't even try. I know. And it's worse. The regret of not even trying is way worse. Like, yeah. it's so much worse. Well, that even applies to comedy. Like, we've all seen that guy go up who's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, you fucking care. He's just protecting I himself. I take him and I shake him. I grab those fucking shoulders and I say, yeah. you labia, let me tell you something. You got to care. And they do care. It's yeah. just hiding it with that casual, I don't care attitude. Right. Well, we were talking to a comedian on Saturday about that, how mm -hmm. he was like almost trying to be too cool for the crowd so that they would, you know... And of course, they ended up hating him. Yeah. But it was his way of being like protecting himself, like keeping that like little uh, protective you know, shell sh around shield. Him. Yeah, and wow. it's like we don't need that. If we have that, then we're not giving people an honest product. And I think also if if we shed that, then we're living, you know, our Fully. authentic self. Yeah, we're actually putting ourselves out there. Yeah, because like, okay, like we said, yes, we switched the day of the podcast. We didn't like the results, but suppose we did get a better result suppose yeah. the next decision we're too scared to do and we don't do it and we could have gotten yeah you know another tv a tv spot or we could have like right it's like it's like phoning in an audition for a tv show versus actually memorizing the lines really being in it it's like don't do it if you're not going to take some risk and prepare and just be like okay i can take the answers either way right yep so I had a shrink once who said, and it sounded really depressing, but she's right. She's would, when I'd be complaining about stuff, she'd just go, ah, we're all going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, we are. And she was yeah. like, what's worse? We're all going to die alone. Yeah. And she's right. Because even if you have people around you, you're kind of, the, the last few minutes, you're on your own. Yeah. You know, bitch, you're gone. You're, you're the you only know? one paying the bill. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> it's, not it's, it's split, where yeah. you just go, gosh, Taking we are. you with me, pal. <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to have a suicide pact together. Because I would I pay told you. him we, today, we talked about it. I like it. the idea oh. of having a suicide pact with somebody just to know that like they're go to, they go to at the same time. Yeah, but chances are Nick's going to die of AIDS really much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I lose some weight and I, I put you know. on steroids. Best diet ever. But also, I used to have a... Uh, you know how last summer was really because of COVID and Black Lives Matter and just every horrible thing happening in the country yeah, and in the world, it was the worst summer maybe most people have lived through. Yeah. So for <sighs> me, I was like, this was horrible. 
how can I remember though that I survived it? Because just living and getting up in the morning doesn't remind you of that. So I literally got a decal made for my wall, this huge decal that said, but did you die? Yeah. So when you can look at that and you can go, okay, I took a risk. I went to the protest or I took a risk and I said, I love you to my brother or like yeah. things that seem scary. You're like, you didn't die, right? Yeah. It's like, oh no, I didn't. We, we switched the day of the podcast. Did we die? No. A little bit. Yeah. And part of it though is that people <laughs> who so. are supposed to fall away, fall away. Yeah. Not just in this because we, you know, a, a business situation, but the people who didn't buy your book shouldn't have read your book right the people who didn't see your play or comedy show weren't supposed to see your play or comedy show you're meant to lose things so that the right people are are floating around it's better to have the eight thousand super fans than nine thousand i always said with comedy it's love or hate i'd rather be i love her or i hate her the it's fine we don't yeah. want to ever be that guy yeah 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 yeah, well, you want to be polarizing. You want to be honest, and you want to be um, intensely authentic. Right. And if you are that, then obviously people are going to hate it. Yeah. And obviously people are going to love it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if you're kind of like playing both sides and trying to be somebody that everybody can love, then it's just it's it it doesn't bring up much emotion. It doesn't make you feel something. It doesn't really make you care. Right. So we with the podcast or comedy or any movie or anything we do or full TED bush. talk or whatever, you got to go full bush. And but here's the thing, you have to accept where you are and say this is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because geez, you know, I'd rather have a hundred people show up for a TED talk that love me and want the message and don't expect me to do insult comedy than five thousand show up and they're disappointed because I wasn't the old me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who yeah. cares? Why didn't she say the end of the C word? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no. I mean, I'll say the C word for you if you want, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I think it's just we got to take chances, not insane chances, yeah. but the keeping one foot out is never going to work. The yeah. one foot in, one foot out of love, relationships, whatever, man, it just doesn't work. Totally. And the only people we can do that with is family. Because when you're talking about the family being contractually obligated to yeah, always yeah. hang out with you, like that's what I was so scared when my mom was sick because I was like, I mean, I was legitimately said there is literally no one who has to answer the phone when I call anymore. Yeah. When she goes, no one has to answer. It's true. And I'm not going to just grab some guy to fill that void. I'm not going to just grab some codependent friend to fill it. But then I started seeing the right friends would come in right. and you go, oh, I guess somebody is not obligated to answer the phone, but they want to. Right. So the listeners. Which almost who, means more. What's that? Which almost means a little bit more. I think it does mean more because, yeah. yeah, it's great to hear your parents' voice or, you know, your brother or sisters or whatever. But you go, wow, that person doesn't have to answer, but they are. Yeah. That feels pretty complimentary. Yeah, yeah. it does. You know? Uh, so my dogs, they're both dead. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But people out there, no. listen, don't let fear of loss keep you back from having kids. It That's what I was scared I'd have kids and lose them. And yeah. not physically lose them as in death, but just in the supermarket. I felt that <laughs> it would happen where I would be looking at the candy and cakes and be so mesmerized by the sugar that the little fucker would wander off and get hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. Or possibly kidnapped well, to a better first. life. Yeah, food always comes first. If we notice one thing today, that's the theme. Yeah. Food always comes first. Yes. But don't, you can't let that hold you back. Yeah. Because yeah. what good's it going to do you? You'll be that dope 
at the end of your life who goes, I should and then die. It's crazy. You got a raw dog life. Okay, you don't have to. Oh, do it's sorry. crazy how many like thirty year olds though, like mid mid thirty, thirty year olds that like I've met outside of comedy clubs that are like, dude, it's so good you're doing this. I just feel like I have nothing and yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they just they turn like you know, being excited for you to like I feel terrible about myself and what I do. Yeah. And I'm always like you could do something, you know what I mean? Like, but they can't until they yeah. can. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. Like, I really do want you to get, to get a dog. I really do because you babysat Peggy, and I'm telling you, you might love her more than I do, and I do love her a lot. <laughs> but I noticed today, like, I took one of those slow mornings because I'd been doing morning radio to promote our live shows, December yeah. 9th and twelfth or whatever it is. Ninth and twelfth. Yeah, go see us. Yeah, ninth, December 9th, Thursday, <laughs> yeah, New Jersey. Show. December twelfth, Sunday in Bridgeport. Yeah, so yeah. I took a really slow morning. I was like, Peggy, literally never. She's always sleeping on the couch. She doesn't yeah. come over much. She literally just stood on my lap for like an hour, and I was like, I'm not gonna move. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, what a good risk I took by getting these dogs. But I think she loves you more because she goes over to you more. So I go, wow, Bo really needs a dog. You won't get it till you know you can handle the fear that she'll go yeah. someday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That being said, I am going to leave her to you in my will <laughs> so that you are stuck taking that risk. So if I die and this podcast God goes away, I'm not going to die until this podcast takes off. Yeah, yeah. I am going to, when you guys, oh, here's what's Like the guy happen. from Rent, opening day, That's when it? we're killing yeah. it, you're out. That fucking Jonathan Larson, he's a de- <laughs> but he's a legend. So here's what I'm going to do. By the time, like in seven years, when we're at the at top tw- of the charts. Yes, when we're at 25,000 <laughs> downloads a week, and we start getting paid ads, big yeah, ones, yeah. big ones, boy, big ones. I tell you, I'm checking out, I'm yeah. killing myself, and then you can have Peggy. Yeah. Doesn't it all work out? That sounds kind of nice. Sounds kind of almost better than life now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I miss you. Oh, yeah, see, that's too. nice. And to even have the risk of a friend say that to you, and yeah. you go, "Oh, thank you," versus, <laughs> you know, because no, yeah. we did that episode. I forget what a oh, vulnerability about giving each other's compliments and not laughing. Yeah. That's fucking hard. Yeah. You know, oh, like, oh, so... do I fear losing Bo and Nick? Because, like, some woman at the comedy club the other day goes, oh, are these your sons? And literally, I didn't even laugh or make fun of Just go, no, they're my nephews. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh, they feel like <laughs> nephews, so there's a very real, uh-oh, suppose, like, they go away. Yeah. But I am truthfully telling you, I'm so happy you guys get in your way so much that you will never get married, you will never have kids, <laughs> You will take care of me in my old age. Yeah, this we podcast will. will live forever. <laughs> I think it's always singing, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do a nice chorus of Rent right now. We're going oh, to have to fight with your no. brother and sister over your inheritance. We'll figure it out. Oh, there's no inheritance. That's the whole scam. There's no money left. Imagine. I'm going to Imagine you die and it's like, she had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> she has two dogs and a yeah. diamond. That's it. It's like, what? It's not even that big of a diamond. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to live with Nick in his two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> with his roommate and the dog and my dog shits on the floor that's what i think maya's been shitting on the floor lately it's tough is that your roommate uh <laughs> <laughs> no that's the dog no, it's his girlfriend yeah. yeah oh my god i hate this place all right so listen <laughs> i don't know where i want to eat tonight we're gonna be back next week i'm going to say this 
Tell a friend about this podcast. Yes. You know it's impactful. We know it's impactful. I'm not saying it's Brene Brown. I'm not saying it's Glennon Doyle. I'm not saying it's insert name of self-help person. But we change lives from what I've heard from people on our DM us. We like to interact. Yeah. Honestly. So really, tell a friend about us. Get our 800 followers back, even though they were just a drop in the bucket. So who cares? Make sure that you follow us. Tell people about it. And go see our live shows get tickets at stressfactory.com in december yep. we're gonna be nailing it thursday december 9th stress factory new brunswick new jersey sunday december 12th at stress factory in bridgeport connecticut bridgeport the city where bullets are afraid yeah. <laughs> fantastic we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye. I, love I, love I, love I love us i love us i love us i love us I love us. I love us. I love us. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs>